0: So this week's Invisible Network, Broken, I have a wonderful guest on. We have just been talking about failed podcast uh, ideas and <laughs> snarkiness and uh, Frog flicks, one of my other favorite podcasts. So if you're stuck in bed, give Frockflix a try <laughs> they're a lot of fun. No, they don't sponsor the show. They should. They don't. Um, and so I want to introduce you to Lauren and um, you have one of my disorders. So I was really I excited do. to hear from you. So tell us what you have and how long you've been dealing with it. Um,
1: so I have fibromyalgia. Uh, I was diagnosed about 10 years ago now, um, about a week before I turned 16. So that was a fun. Oh, happy
0: birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids get cars. You get diagnoses.
1: <laughs> I get a diagnosis from like an old dude who doesn't understand <laughs> how to tell 16 year old girls that. Their life is
0: changing. Forever. Oh, oh, we it have to go great. into that. That, that's fun. I just don't know why MTV when they do that whole Sweet Sixteen thing. Maybe they should start doing like Diagnosis Sixteen
1: i mean yeah right totally. i mean it doesn't have
0: quite the same like feeling like when someone brings in a land rover then uh here this is the rest of your life yeah so, um i have lots of doctor trauma horror stories we just talked to an amazing person who has who just dealt with a surgeon horror story Ooh. i am dying to hear is i i was just writing down someone asked me in a journal by chronic illness and i was like 16 dealt with the scary doctor oh there's a theme with scary doctors tell me about what that was like for you at 16 to get that diagnosis
1: so, yeah, I had been basically, like, having pain since I was about 10-ish. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> yeah. And it had always been like, oh, well, you go to a private school, you probably just have a really heavy backpack. That's why your back is hurting. And we just need to get you, like, a rolling backpack. So we did that. Didn't really help, but, you know, we did it. Um And then I started getting pain in my knees, and that was growing tendinitis. And then it became tendinitis when I stopped growing. And then my grandmother, who is a nurse, was like, this seems a little odd. You've been going to physical therapy for a year, and the tendinitis isn't any better. And I think something's weird. So um, my dad has a friend whose wife has um, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, and so she knew a really great Uh, rheumatologist in town and was like, oh, well, you should go to this guy because he's like the best in Dallas. Great. So we went to this guy and um, he comes in, asks me a bunch of questions and does, you know, like the whole tender point Thing.
0: Oh, no, no, no. You need to step back a bit for that because <laughs> I remember when they did the test for me and I looked like someone putting a cat in water. Yeah. I was like climbing up onto things, like get the, the mm-hmm. away from my back. Why? Why are we doing yeah. this? Yeah, no, this is yeah. not just like if you have fibromyalgia and they start doing that pressure point, it's not just like, oh, they touched my back and I felt more pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, that-, that expression, I wish we could film. Oh, wait, we are filming this, so maybe I'll put it up. But yeah, <laughs> that <that's> expression. Bad. <laughs> Yeah. The grimacing, oh my god, I remember yeah, you. Like,
1: please stop. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So he does all that, then he leaves the room and mom and I are just like okay, what's going on? Like, I don't, okay. So he walks back in and he's like, yeah, uh, you have fibromyalgia. You need to stop any activities you're doing at all. Uh, You need to go to a sleep doctor to take care of your sleeping issues. And um, also you're probably never going to get to do what you thought you were going to get to do in your life.
0: Well, hello, Dr. Phil. Um (laughs) Yeah, it was
1: great. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, so no more golf? And he's like, probably not. You'll probably never golf again. And I'm like, oh,
0: okay. Uh, sure. Great. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds fine. Can yeah. we just have like a petition that signs that like everyone who enters a medical field needs to pass a basic level of not sociopath? Yes. <laughs> oh my Can, gosh. Like, just basic levels of compassion and human empathy yeah. like would be so fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So you're 16. And I mean, like, I've had some really messed up doctors who told me really awful things, but not once did they do that. That's a new level of, of lack of humanity in the medical field.
1: Yeah. So and then they also thought I might have Crohn's at one point too, at the start. And so he's like, Oh, and also, you need to go take care of this because you might have Crohn's. And So then we started looking up what Crohn's is and we're just like, (laughs) this is really not good. This is really bad, like really, really bad. Um, Turns out I do not, but I had some of the symptoms of it. And so went and did all that testing and found out that that's not something I had. But then like literally a week after the diagnosis, we had planned for a ski trip. So I'm like, we're going to a ski trip a week after (laughs) and I'm like, New on all these medications that he's put me on and like
0: oh wait, wait wait you're 16 what medicine did he give a growing child oh gosh
1: um so what did i start with i started with tramadol and, That seems
0: totally appropriate
1: <laughs> yeah i started with tramadol and acetaminophen uh twice a day
0: i'm sorry did he also like please tell me he was like checking your kidneys during this time.
1: oh yeah so he's like, and we'll need you to come in like, you know, every three months so we can do blood tests and all this. And I'm like, well, I'm never coming back to you, but I will go to another doctor and I'm sure they will do that. And she did, but
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a medical professional. Please don't take anything I say as medical profession. This is strictly like everyone's own personal experiences. No, and I, uh, yeah. I was put on high doses of anti-inflammatories. At your, uh, well, at the age you were, uh, and yeah. my kidneys were like, I almost needed a transplant at the end of it. They were like, oh, help gosh. me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he started me on like five milligrams of tramadol. So it wasn't super high dosage, but it's, it was still like, okay, uh, this is new. This is all kind of crazy. Um, and we just basically did that. And then put me on vitamin D because I was severely D deficient. So he's like, here's a, Prescription for vitamin D, um, and then trazodone for sleep.
0: Oh, so, well. that that will yeah. definitely help us sleep. That that is. Yeah. I'm still on that. <laughs> one. That is the Dorothy in the poppy field sleep.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it works pretty well for me. I went on uh, Ambien at one point because it had kind of stopped working, uh, and then I sleepwalked, sleepwalked <laughs> everywhere um, to the point where <laughs> I was down in the kitchen trying to cut a tomato with a Cutco knife. And if you know Cutco knives, you know, they're very sharp. Um, and my mom found me in the kitchen at two in the morning trying to cut a tomato. And she's like, okay, so we're done with Ambient. That's over. We're not doing that anymore. Um, so then I went back to Trasdone and it works fine. It just doesn't keep me asleep as well as the ambient did, but
0: you know, there is something to say for a drug that puts you so far to sleep that people have driven on it, have yeah. shaved their legs on it, have gone through massive eating, um, massive QBC buying binges I've heard about. Uh, if you can sleep through all that, I'm going to say it's probably really good for sleeping really bad for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, you're you're 18 and I don't need you grabbing keys and driving at 18 <laughs> Because you decide you need to go to Sonic or something in the middle of your sleep. Like, this is not a good idea. But so, to be
0: fair, Sonic is usually a good idea anyway. I, usually, yes. I mean, their lemonade's oh, kind of off the hook, so I hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah. So, um, nice. I, we, I just recorded a panel. I'm not sure when we're going to release it, but on um, chronic illness and life decision-making. And one of the things that we talked a lot about was, that age range because, uh, the person, uh, Eva, who, um, she and I were doing the panel together, we were both diagnosed really young yeah. and, and, that definitely affected our decisions on college. Yes or no <laughs> majors. Oh, yeah. Yes or no. Um, college life. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about how that affected your choices for how you decided. I mean, this person told you no golf. Like, I mean, seriously, yeah. there's like ever a sport that I would think like, yeah, you know, it might be, you know, well, not with our stainless, but with Fibro, it, you know, there's golf carts when you get tired. There's, yeah. there's even nice people who will carry your, your stuff for you. Like, I would think that'd be like the go ahead. <laughs> so yeah,
1: the thing with golf is that it, it works so much of your back and oh. your knees and your hips that it was just so painful to try to do. And I like do a whole 18 hole course because I tried afterwards. I was like, I'm not giving this up. So I tried it. Um, I made it nine holes and was like, uh, "I can't stand anymore." So I think we're done. <laughs> and so we left. And I have not done very much of golfing since because it was just like, "What's the point at this point?"
0: Well, I so, will backpedal and apologize. That was a horribly ignorant remark for me to make from someone no, who got why? no. I got kicked off of a mini golf course as yeah. being that bad of a golfer. So I should not have said any assumptions of that. My apologies. No. People think
1: golf is like so super easy because they see the golfers doing it and they're like, oh, it's just like you just swing it back and swing it forward. It's so easy. It's like, mm, there's a lot more to it than that, actually. But
0: And I will it, apologize. People think ballet is easy until they get out there and do one exercise. And they're like, you know what?
1: No, I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, I was uh, not golfing anymore. So, thankfully, my school only had a, like, you only had to do one year of like physical
0: things. Oh, you're not and- in California. Uh-huh. I got it. Okay. It'll now pass. I understand. Yes. We have a different rule here. The only thing you have to take all the time is PE. So thank I- you, Arnold Schwarzenegger for asking anyone with a chronic or debilitating illness, you yeah. are on the special Olympics council. How did you not think this through? Anyway, sorry, <laughs> back. No, you're fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so actually mine is, mine was completely different from normal Texas as well, because I went to a private Christian school, um, which meant that they had their own rules and they don't really have to go with what the state says. So that was good because I had already fulfilled that and I didn't have to (laughs) worry about it anymore. So that was great. Um, but along with that, they get the freshmen into like figuring out what they're going to do for college their freshman year. Like The fall of their freshman year because they're like, we're a college prep school, so you need to know what you're doing. So (laughs) I had already figured out my plan a year before all this happened, and then it like went into what was the plan? The plan was, uh, to do like sound editing, sound design, um, for Hollywood movies type things, which would have been great if you could do that without being like a boom operator first, but you have to be like a boom operator first. And, uh, there's no way I'm standing with my head, my hands above my head and holding something still for hours on end. That's not happening. So that one ended, um, So then I had a teacher who was, gosh, I love him. He, we will probably be friends forever. Um, he was like, you know, I think you would be really good at computer science. And I think that would be a really great thing for you to do because you could do it from bed and you could just do it even when you don't feel great. If you can't stand, you could still do it. And I was like, well, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. So then I had that plan, uh, And then reality set in when I got to college, and I probably, in hindsight, made the wrong college choice. Um, But my mom had gone to this private Christian school here in Texas, and it was important to me that I go there. It was important to her that I go. So we had done all this stuff and, like, tried to gone and gone to their like accessibility office and we're like okay listen she missed 47 days of her senior year of high school is there an attendance policy because she's definitely gonna miss time (laughs) like she's 47 days so it's like not an a question of if she's gonna miss time it's a question of how much because she's missing time and they're like oh no 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 attendance policy as long as you get your homework in and you're there for the tests and you're there for the papers everything's fine So we were told that by the, by the accessibility office. So we had no reason to think differently. Um, come to find out, I get to classes the first day of my freshman year of college. And, oh yeah, there's a six day attendance policy. If you miss more than six days, they can kick you out of the class. Okay then. (laughs) And they can even kick you out of the school if they decide to do that. So yeah, it was, um, a shock. Um, And we had also gone through a whole thing with housing uh, because we had gone to the accessibility office and been like, hey, she needs to be on the first floor. There needs to be accessibility, you know, ADA compliant bathrooms for her to go to the bathroom in. And like there needs to be a accessible shower for her to shower in and like all this stuff. And they're like, yes, 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 we will get all that done. Everything will be done in the fall when she shows up. So we showed up in the fall and I was on the third floor and there were no accessible bathrooms built. Yeah, that was super fun. Super duper fun. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, my mother was very upset and we got me moved down to the first floor. Um, and then they were like, we will get to work on those bathrooms
0: I, I mean, were, were they part of the Olympic committee? Because that feels very like the last Olympics we saw where like everyone was coming in and there was no showers. Yeah, it was
1: shocking. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then I had crazy roommate drama, which did not help with anything else because I was stressed out to the max.
0: Okay, so I had a very different college experience where I did I was never living on campus. What is it like? Like, when did you decide to tell your roommate about your health issues? How did that all go?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, So I told her, because they, like, they will, like, pair you up online now. So they'll, like, send you the person. Oh, gosh, you
0: are young, aren't you? I I
1: i'm 26 so yeah i mean you are yes and all that when i was going to school so
0: i'm sorry i'm back in the dinosaur era like i was just there when al gore invented the internet like (laughs) (laughs) i mean like we were part of like the aol generation of like the cats mating skrillex sound every time you want to go online we didn't have any of this cool stuff to like match people up believe me i
1: remember (laughs) the cat squealing because yes. we didn't have good internet at the house for a very long <laughs> time. So we did dial up for a lot longer than normal people.
0: It, 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 uh, the, the old days, you know, up yeah. both ways in snow. Okay. So sorry, you were matched up online with, with someone. So were you able yeah. to discuss your physical limitations and issues with them?
1: So my parents and I talked about it and we thought it was w- important that she know this before coming in because they did give you the option of like, I'm not, I can't do this. I need to switch before a certain point. So I was like, okay, it's kind of, she's going to be living with this. Like she kind of needs to know what's going to happen. Cause we're in a very small room. Um, so talked about it all with her and, you know, no one ever really understands what it, what's going to happen until you actually are there and living it. You, you can talk about it as much as you want, but they're never going to get it. Um, so I told her about it pretty early on and she seemed cool with it and all this. Um, But she was just a lot. I mean, my parents are not super wealthy. I'm not super wealthy, but we were well off enough that like, you know, and also my church had given me a lot of money for college. Like just people at the church were just like, Oh, here, here's an Amazon gift card. Here's like a Macy's gift card. Here's a target gift card. And by the end of it, I had like close to $2,000 in monies to like put towards going to college. And so, you know, we bought everything that you would want for a dorm room because we weren't really paying for it. So we had kind of talked to her and we're like, okay, so I already have this, 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 and this. Can you get like a microwave and a TV for the room? And she was like, yeah, sure. Totally can do that. So we get there and that was our first sign that something was crazy happening because she did not bring a TV or a microwave. And she literally, I've never seen anybody walk into a dorm room with less stuff. Uh, She walked in with like a suitcase of her clothing and like a bag of her her linens and like a bag with laundry stuff. And that was it. And like her backpack that was full of her like school supplies and there's nothing really wrong with that except for the fact that like had we known we would have brought like my tv from home and we would have gone and gotten like a microwave already but like she didn't tell us that so anyway that it just started off really weird and then she just got very weird about no lights on if she was asleep And she had classes that started at, like, 10 on the day I had classes that started at 8, and she didn't want any lights on before 9.30. And I'm like, but I have to get ready, and I can't, like, go down the hall to the bathroom where I can't sit down to get ready, because, like, it's all I could do to get ready in the morning to go to school.
0: (laughs) So, I love the woman who started the spoon theory because it's one like, I don't think that people who aren't sick don't realize like how exhausting it is just to get up and floss your teeth or brush your teeth. And then um, like brushing hair is like something that even my daughter's taken over for me lately. Like, oh gosh, Yeah. It's uh there's a lot that goes into just like and this is about as ready as I ever get by the way. Like this this whole full face of zero makeup is the standard. And even that's more than I can handle some days.
1: Yeah, no that's become my standard too because I just I'd much rather take the extra 10 minutes of sleep than I it. I am like be like, "Oh, here we go. I like made myself up and then maybe I won't actually feel good at work." when I get to work so you know
0: I mean I'm absolutely like on the soapbox feminist and I just am so happy that this is the look for thank you (laughs) the glasses the no makeup I'm (laughs) I am your people here (laughs) yeah so I have a Uh, question um, for you because we're talking about getting ready for dorm and I never was in a dorm um I think I visited someone in one once uh what do you think would be like the best thing to bring with you, like what is the, the Spoonie chronic illness, like to bring to a dorm or a new apartment? Like, cause right now we have everyone getting to school or people starting in new yeah. places. And I think, you know, that might be a good thing to think about. Like what, what was your indispensable Spoonie thing to have in a dorm room or a new apartment?
1: Um, let's see here. So,
0: putting you on the spot, right? That was so mean. of I me. know. Like, I, I apologize. M- I, you're just talking and I'm like, I really want to know this. <laughs> so
1: my big thing that I had to have was, uh, the door mattress was not going to be a thing that would work for me. So, um,
0: I mean, aside from like, sanitation,
1: <laughs> right. Aside from that, it was just not going to work because I had been sleeping on a sleep number bed for the past, you know, four years and was very used to changing, my bed as I needed to change it. And that was what was working for me. And it was like, okay, this is not going to work. Um, so thankfully I had all that money from people at church. And so we went to sleep number and bought a twin sleep number bed for like $900 and um, had my uncle router some two by four plywood uh, around the edges in the sh- size of a twin bed so that I could put that on the be- box spring and then put the mattress on top of that and we'd be good to go so that was my big thing but um I don't know the little things that helped were like my heating pad but I take that everywhere so I'm not sure that's really like a dorm thing because that just no, goes no
0: that's that's lovely <laughs> I mean, I, first off, I don't know a single woman who does not love her heating pad at least once a month, and I don't know any of us with chronic illness who do not, like, cuddle our, our heating pads. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean,
1: it's the best little friend you can have, yeah.
0: I, I, yeah, and easily affordable, which is nice in the chronic <laughs> illness world.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So... For, and like this is thing I do a lot. Is I do interview people with um, the same illnesses, but or disorders, um, because we all have such different symptoms. Yeah. So you have fibromyalgia. Um, I have it too. Yay! <laughs> Welcome. Um, but I'm curious what it's like for you. Like, what are your symptoms? Like, what does a bad day look like for you?
1: Um. So bad day for me. Uh. Is either I'm in like a ton of pain and just can't sit up or do anything.
0: Uh, I, know, uh, illness, I think <laughs> you just leave it with, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or I'm just super, super fatigued. And again, can't, I just can't, the head is not going to lift off the pillow. I'm not really in that much pain, but the fatigue is so bad that it's just like, uh, uh-uh, this is not happening today. <laughs> no. Um, I have a little sign in my room that says, uh, go back to bed. Today's been canceled. Um, and <laughs> I love that sign because there are days that have just, they just get canceled. Right. When you wake up, you're like, mm, Nope, it's canceled. We're done.
0: Uh-huh. It's going to be one of those days that Netflix will actually show the sign of, are you still alive? Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, like you have watched the entire two seasons. I just want to check in. I, do we need to call someone? Yeah. Like those are days. you alive? Yeah. Like I feel like, like chronic illness isn't like Netflix's business plan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. So that's, those are my bad days, but like, you know, I don't know. I don't have a ton of issues with like nausea for the most part, except for I just went on Savella. So Savella is a uh, super nauseous stuff. And so that was fun going on that because I was nauseous for like, you know, two months. With I have that. never
0: T- heard of Savella. What's that for?
1: It's uh the newer, the newest of the fibro drugs that they've uh, approved. Um, and it's weight net, it's weight neutral as opposed to weight positive.
0: Like <laughs> and
1: are. So-
0: sorry, sorry. That came out as a cackle instead of a laugh. My apologies. Um, no, fine. Yeah, no, I tried both of those and 30 pounds came on so fast. Like, I'm like, do you guys want to market this to like the, uh, um, wrestlers who want to get to a new weight class? Cause think you're missing a market here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I had been on both of them for a few years and had no, had put on a bunch of weight and was no closer to getting any of it off. It wasn't coming off. I was maintaining, but nothing was coming off. Um, so we finally were like, okay, can we try something else? Um, so I went on this Savella, and it, I haven't really lost that much weight, but that also has more to do with the fact that I'm at my grandparents' house right now to save some money, and uh, they're not charging me for rent, so I'm not dictating what they feed me.
0: Yes, uh, thank you, Grandma. <laughs> oh, you know, yes. what? you're feeding
1: me for free. You're housing me for free. I'm not going to dictate what you feed me. So Fair. they don't they don't eat the best, and that's fine. Um, I will be moving out soon, and then we will be okay. Uh, so, yeah. But Savella, one of the side effects is nausea. And so um, I was nauseous for about two months getting onto that one. So the weight uh,
0: neutral isn't because it's a miracle drug. Weight neutral is because you feel so awful you don't want to eat. Pretty much. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Thank you, drug companies.
1: Yeah. Um, it has done a ton for my fatigue, though. That's wow. another thing that it's it helps with is a lot of people have – better results with their fatigue where it's not nearly as bad. And I had gotten really, really bad with my fatigue and that has helped a ton. So it was like a toss up of, do I want to do the nausea thing and also feel like that I can actually do more and slightly be nauseous all the time or, you know, whatever. One of those great catch 22s that you get a lot in chronic illness culture.
0: <laughs> Someday I'm going to actually record a 2 a.m. conversation that my husband and I have a lot of 2 a.m.s, which is, okay, honey, your rib and your shoulders dislocated. It's time for you to give in and take the oxygen. It's like, yeah, but, but. I yeah, also exactly. took the Vicodin before I went to sleep and I took the muscle relaxer before I went to sleep and I took the THC so I could get through sleep. If I take this, we're not risking an overdose. So, and he's like, yeah, but we need to get you out of the pain so we can relocate this. Otherwise, you have to go to the hospital where they're going to pump you full of everything. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it gets really like obscurely weird. It's this weird it like, okay, do we risk death or do we risk losing the limb? Do we risk vomiting all day or do we try to stay out of pain? My personal mm-hmm. favorite is, do I actually ever want to get rid of the food I eat or do I want to be out of pain? Or not out of pain, sorry, pain management. I never get out of pain, but at least to a level of basic levels of function. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then my focusing drug, which is the one that I used to stay awake and, like, fight the fatigue, I can only take once a week. I can't take it oh, every gosh. day like it's prescribed because it messes with my POTS. So if you have more than one oh, diagnosis, wow, yeah. you're like, it's this constant, spl- like, plate yeah. spinning of hilarity. And it's, it is absolutely Hunger Games. May the odds ever be in your favor because – yeah. don't know. Drug interactions. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Fun times. I, I totally hear you there with like the, yep. <laughs> how do we do this? Yep. So you seem to have managed to become an actual adult at a job, which I'm, I'm so jealous. Of. <laughs> how do you handle this? What What did you find that was able to be flexible enough with your illness? And how do you moderate adult life and having to be somewhere with fatigue and drug interactions and
1: yeah. Disorders. Um, so actual adult is probably pushing it. Um, I'm more of like, I'm a, almost double
0: your age and I absolutely agree.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, actual adult pushing it. I'm more of like a faking adult during the daytime type person. Um, so my job is not totally flexible. I'm supposed to be there eight thirty to five every day. Um, So I basically hopefully arrive by eight 30. The past month has not really gone that way, but my boss is pretty cool and she's okay with that as long as I make up the work. So, um, it's not big, great, but you know, whatever. Um, and then I, uh, have an hour for lunch, which I usually spend at my parents' house because they're close enough that I can drive and lay down for 45 minutes. And, take a little cat nap and then get up and eat something very quickly on the way back to work, <laughs> uh, for lunch and make it through the rest of the day. Um, and then I go home and usually eat dinner and crash. Um, And then I have Wednesdays, I go to movies with my friends, um, but that's usually like go home, crash for an hour or two until I need to leave for the movie, and then leave for the movie, and then don't get up from the movie until it's over. So I can handle that because I'm basically sitting the whole time anyway, Um, (laughs) which is great. Uh, And then... On Thursday nights, I have my community group with my church people, um, which again is just sitting. And they're great because if I'm having a really, really foggy day, they are okay if I just sit there and try to listen and pay attention, which usually if it's that foggy, I'm not really paying attention, but they don't know that. So it's fine. They think I'm listening.
0: You basically (laughs) described a whole bunch of conversations with me and my husband.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, they're great about it. If I'm having a really bad day where it's just like, nope, I'm not sitting up anymore. I just don't go and I tell them, you know, guys, I love you, but I won't be there this week because it's just not happening. Um, But they put up with a lot of my rambling like, oh, I think this, but I don't think any of what I just said in the last 15 minutes made any sense to anyone but me, because I'm pretty sure I rambled all the way through it. and got onto five different tangents while rambling through it. But I tried to make a really salient point about this one verse. I really did.
0: You are ready for parenting, my friend. I mean, that right (laughs) there is like half of my... (laughs) I will talk in circles until I get to the point I was trying to make, and I'm not even sure what that was anymore. Just don't do the bad thing. That's basically all we're trying for.
1: (laughs) Yep, exactly. And then my weekends basically consist of me doing nothing to recharge for the next week. So, yeah, that's, that's a usual week with me. I wish I had something more flexible where I could like make it work a little bit better. But it's a little hard out there with because I never made it through college. You know, the I made it that one year and then crazy stuff happened. I ended up having to medically withdraw uh,
0: because I missed that? More- uh, So because you missed the school that they said was OK for you to miss, you had to do a medical withdrawal.
1: Yeah, twice. Um, So the first semester I medically withdrew with literally a week left of the semester with all A's. And I was very frustrated because I'm like, I I have all A's and there's a week left and you won't let me take the finals. And an Okay, great. Uh, Fantastic.
0: Because you probably will be sharing this this with your church group, I'm going to refrain from these swear words I would usually use in episodes, and I, for your church group, and and for my auntie, who always gets on my case about swearing too much on these, I will be really good on this one, so everyone can share this with church groups. I really want to swear right now, though. That's unacceptable. I'll I'll go with my, I will go with my mom's swear. That is unacceptable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was not great. Um, and it was my mom's alma mater. And so she has taken it a lot harder than actually I have because it feels like they, to her, it feels like they betrayed her because they didn't do right by her daughter. And it really, she's still not really over it. I'm basically like, you know what, whatever y'all did that. I've moved on. My life is pretty okay now. We're fine. I wish I had a degree, but whatever. Um, <laughs> she just really hasn't gotten over it. So um, that was the first semester, and then the second semester, I only missed the amount of time that I missed because—and you'll love this—we uh, had a snow snow apocalypse here in. Texas that uh-huh. year uh, and if you know anything about Texas they don't understand how to deal with snow it's just not a thing so when it does snow everything shuts down and goes crazy. So we were shut down for a week of school because yeah it was snow apocalypse um, but when then we started back up again there was still snow everywhere um, and they decided to shovel the snow from the steps onto the ramp. And there was a huge snow pile on the entrance of the ramp at the top of the the ramp and stairs, so I couldn't get my scooter down that, and there was no way I was walking to class because I wouldn't have made it to class. I would have had to turn back halfway there and be like, "Okay, this is not happening." Um, so I emailed my teachers and was like, "I can't get to school because." the maintenance guys decided to shovel the snow onto the ramp. Um, so can we please get this taken care of to like everyone I could think to email and call. Um, and it took them three days to get the snow moved from the ramp.
0: Uh, so yeah. (sighs) Um, uh, I almost want to just release the video just because I'm not swearing. So I feel like my (laughs) facial expressions are probably like going through every single swear word and then some invented ones. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's one of the most frustrating things about being chronically ill is that. Some people are like, oh, but you should be able to do this. Oh, but if you just put your mind to it, if you just worked harder, if you just tried harder. And it's like the bare basics of being able to even attend or get somewhere is such a Mm -hmm. mountain to climb. Like to prove a point, I took my wheelchair into downtown San Mateo. Yes, I will call you out by name because San Mateo, are you kidding me? Um, (laughs) Anyone who's in a wheelchair or a scooter knows that if you're going down a ramp of any kind and it's not, it's graded too steeply even, you're going to get knocked out of your chair. And these are not like little things that we're whining about. These are like our physical safety and our ability to move around in the world and get a degree. And if you say to me once about online college, I will say $50,000. It is a difference in cost of $50,000 for us to get a degree online versus going to the school and when you're doing things like what you're saying or even like let's say everything's the best possible but like at my daughter's school there's only two handicapped parking spaces for the entire population of students teachers yep. and parents which meant trying to get to her graduation was hilarious let me just put that out there oh Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I will say that the school is amazing and the teachers are amazing, and this was not their fault. The administration yeah. it was not their fault. This is just a basic misunderstanding of what it's like to be chronically ill and how many people in the population will deal with that. So your yeah. story makes me absolutely chew the insides of my mouth raw. And everyone who yeah. is from church who is listening to this, please know I'm doing this specifically for you. You too, Auntie. Um, <laughs> it's
1: it's true. It's true,
0: guys. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, don't don't listen to the rest of the episodes. If you're listening to thinking and this is how I usually speak, I am being on my best behavior. <laughs> I am on in-law behavior right now is basically where this is coming down to. <laughs> You'll be very shocked if you hear the yeah. other ones. Um, yeah. So you do use mobility aids for your fibromyalgia. Is that right? I do. Yeah.
1: My scooter right now is out of order. Uh, <laughs> I let the battery get to uh drain down and now it just won't charge at all so I need to get the battery replaced um but my biggest issue with that is I don't have a lift on my car and so trying to dismantle the scooter on the days that like I actually need it Mm -hmm. uh are very difficult because you're trying to like lift this thing that's supposed to be light and easy and you're like yeah but it's 20 pounds and like it's hard. Um, so I really need to get a lift on my car, but that's another $2,000 to like get a lift. And so right now the scooter's out of commission, but I have a walker and a cane and I've got orthotic inserts for all my shoes because I have feet issues that Who knows if they are from, like, the fibro or not, but they exist, and if I don't have them, then I get more pain in my feet, and who wants more pain? So, I have those, and so, yeah, I've got a bunch of mobility aids. They're just all around. I
0: I mean, like, I'm going to link in the episode notes um, our uh, cost of chronic illness panel that we just put out, because being sick is so expensive, like,
1: yeah, that, I mean, I had to move out of an apartment that I was in by myself and move back to my parents' house and then end up moving over to my grandparents' house because I was—I had a car payment. And the car payment was enough that when I turned 26 and had to go off of my parents' insurance and onto my own, I wasn't going to be able to pay for insurance if I didn't have the car paid off. So... I moved into my parents' house and then my grandparents' house so I could pay the car off so that I could have medical insurance.
0: Can someone remind me again why the ACA was a bad idea? Because everything I can think of, the ACA is like the best thing we've ever yeah. had. It just didn't go exactly. far enough. But stories, Bingo. yeah, I mean, like it should have gone so much further. Like we should be taking such yeah. better care of our people. But that at 26, you were still able to be on your insurance, your parents' insurance is such an important thing. Like,
1: oh, it was super important.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact is, like, so every time I talk to someone from a country where they have socialized medical care, the first thing I hear is how horrible it is. Until we have a full discussion of <laughs> what it's like here, yeah, I have not, and I challenge any of you. Please feel free to come on the podcast, talk to me about your horror stories with your your illnesses in other countries. I'll come back to it, and we will we can chat. I would love that panel. But everyone yeah. I've talked to, it, it's like. Oh, no, no, no. Let, let me explain what's like here. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. We go yeah, bankrupt I mean- here. We absolutely go bankrupt by being sick. We like do. We had to, like, just for, I have LR stainless and fibromyalgia, so the 20 pounds for a scooter is an impossibility for me. Oh, yeah. Totally. So we had to pay $12,000 for my wheelchair. Right. Because it's made out of incredibly light um, metals, and it was measured specifically for my body, so I wouldn't dislocate my arms by... By sure, wheeling, right. which yeah. uh, jokes on them because I still do, but hey. <laughs> um, and then we had to get a different car because the wheelchair didn't fit in the car. <laughs> and, yeah. Like exactly. it's, it's amazing we had to move to a different house because the house wasn't wheelchair accessible. Like it is crazy the amount of things we have to do when we're sick to just yep. subsist.
1: <laughs> to just exist like others do. Yeah.
0: That one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like it's crazy. And I actually this has been such a annoyance to me for the past week and a half, and I really should just call the cops on this person, but I haven't yet. Um, but they, I, for my job, I go over to our post office, and it's about a fourth of a mile. So my there and back, so it's like an eighth of a mile to the post office and an eighth of a mile back, so it's about a fourth of a mile. And my doctor really wants me walking and doing exercising and things, so I try to walk over there because it's a good – little walk, and it doesn't tire me out too much to where I can't keep working. So, okay, I'll try to walk. But on the days where I can't walk, I need to drive over there. And there is this lovely little guy who I am sure he is much older than me, and I get that he probably thinks he should be parking in this spot, but he does not have a handicap placard or handicap plates, and he parks in the handicap spot, the one handicap spot in the back of this post office, every single day. And it's so annoying. I just, like, ah, uh, it annoys the crap out of me.
0: You know, maybe we could take, like, a kinder, gentler approach with him. and like Maybe. And we could, you like, you could print out a how to get your placard. Maybe he maybe. doesn't like, know. Yeah. And if exactly. you just you print out how to get your placard, you could just write on the back. I've noticed. I don't want you to get in trouble. But apparently you need this space. So I don't want you to get in trouble with the, the police department, a parking thing. Here's how you can legally do this. Yeah. I'm trying for a kinder, gentler Monica. I'm I working know. on this. like Seriously. You working know.
1: Hard. I, I love kinder, gentler, but at the same time, we constantly have people who are just like, oh, here, I'm going to pull up into this spot and like run inside and get what I need and then run out. And you're like, yeah, that's not what they're for. They're right. not there for you. Or I don't know if you saw my uh, post about the uh target that decided to restripe every single one of their handicap spots on the same day. So they were all blocked off.
0: Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, you know like that theory like Oprah said this. I don't remember who else said this, but you're supposed to look at everything in your life as a teachable moment. Like, as a teacher, like, this is your Zen yeah. Buddhist teaching, is like, right, yes. you're supposed to reframe. And usually I go through at least 20 swear words before I can get to the reframe moment. And I've, I've okay. gone through at least 80 from what you just said. And I know. I'm trying to yeah. reframe it, but it's really hard when corporations like, there's so much that they just are so blind on because I think that they yeah. don't have enough diversity in their board and in their managements. And that leads to yeah. some really hilarious advertising mistakes. Hilarious. Like, I do, like, I just pulled aside a very, very lovely, sweet manager who was sure that his store was wheelchair accessible. And in a wheelchair, I'm like, okay, I just, you're going to come with me to your bathroom. And he's like, I can't, ma'am. I absolutely, I'm like, no, you are. You are. You're coming. I, I'm just, I, I I won't do anything embarrassing in front of you. I swear I'm not that person. But I need you to see this because you seem very certain this is wheelchair accessible because there's not a step. And he's like, okay, poor guy is like maybe 20. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. we're doing this. And yes. I showed him how because they had a little bump where the door meets the bump so it doesn't swing outwards. Oh my god. And I'm like, I want you to watch this because you don't have a thing that I can press to open the door. I have to. And he's like watching me as I'm holding onto one wheel and I'm throwing the door open with the other, throwing back to pop a semi wheelie to get over this bump and then pulling myself into just into the area. Yeah. He's like, Oh, that's awful. I'm sorry. I'm like, No, we're not done. Come in with uh-uh. me. <laughs> yeah. like, I won't use the bathroom. I just want you to come in with me so you can see this. And he walks in and I'm like, Do you notice anything? And he's like, I- I- I'm scared. I don't know what. And like, we can't <laughs> close the door. Yeah. I-, I can't get to the stall. I-, I will have to literally back into the sink to let this door close. There's not enough room for me to turn my chair. Yeah. And He was just like, he was so sweet, lovely, lovely gentleman. And he, had, he was like, I swear to y'all talk to corporate about this. Like, they won't do anything. I just, yeah, one more aware person is helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he had a better uh, response than the manager I talked to at Target, who literally just smiled and laughed at me the entire time I was say, talking to him. And I'm just like, really, dude?
0: You know, but, this is why God invented cell phone cameras. This is why you are yeah. supposed to take out and record these. I know. And send I it out have. to the sheer horror and rage of all of. It's like Target nationally, their brand is we are we're nicer than Walmart. We are yes. more aware. We are socially aware. We are we are loving <laughs> like you put that yeah. out. I bet you Target corporate would have so much to say. Yeah. I'll make sure I tag the, them in this little Please Not that I will do I anything, already, but why not tag it? Them.
1: Yeah, I already tweeted them about it and tagged them in the tweet. And then they got back to me and were like, can you give us more information? I'm like, can I? I
0: totally can. Why, yes, yes, I can. Here is the name of the manager. Here's his photo. Here is everything he said to yeah. me. Did you want to deal with this before I put it up on Twitter again? <laughs> I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually just did that with the company for my wheelchair that after three years, the part stopped working and they thought I should pay $1,200 to fix it. And I'm like, I'm like, I give you one chance to make this right before I start. And I am not the person who's a bully about social media. I absolutely will not go out and lambast something or a company unless they have absolutely just ignored every way I've given them to make it right. So like, I give you a way to make this right because you just told me to pay $1,200 for something that costs $7,000 to fix after three years of babying it it was fixed i like thank you i hate twitter for so many reasons and in so many ways but every once in a while it really does level the playing field in a way that nothing else does does.
1: yeah every once in a while you're just another person who's complaining about their thing and they don't want you complaining about it in the public so they'll fix it for you which is
0: so (laughs) great with like the camera like you just video it Mm mm-hmm yep so for you, I mean, you're, you're so much younger than me. It's so cute. Um, how, how is the social life? How, I mean, you were, you were 16 when this came through, which, yep. uh, how did this shape and form your social life?
1: So, um, I was always, I, I'm totally like very much of an introvert. I did never had a ton of friends. So I had my little core group. And I thought, oh, nothing can ever take us apart. We're going to be best friends forever because they talk about this at our the school that I went to where you have lifelong friends made here. They yeah. act like it's a college that you, like, make lifelong friends at. It's I not, feel like but we went to the like
0: same it. college prep Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, they act like it. Um, So I got all the way through to my senior year and then missed the 47 days of my senior year. It was a bad year. Um, And— the majority of those friends were just like yeah i'm pretty sure you're faking it at this point i'm pretty sure this is just for like for you to get attention and i'm like no i'm really not like i really don't want to be at home while y'all are all enjoying our senior year of high school like i'm supposed to enjoy this and i'm not because i'm constantly not at school
0: (laughs) like okay everyone knows if you are going to get out of high school the year is your sophomore year it is not your (laughs) senior year it is sophomore (laughs) or junior year the two years like the wednesday of high school years is sophomore and junior oh my god i can't see the end of the tunnel years
1: yeah so that happened about halfway through senior year and they just were like done with me and so i basically ended senior year with like two friends who weren't really, like, super close friends. They were just like, yeah, you can come hang with us, I guess. Um, And I spent a lot of uh, lunches just, like, alone during Ah. senior year, which was not fun. Um, I distinctly remember spending one in the bathroom because I was just so sad that I was like, no one can walk in on me or see me or anything. So I'm just going to sit in this bathroom stall and eat my lunch because no one can find me crying in here. So it'll be fine. Um, this is the
0: Charlie Brown (laughs) Christmas story level of sadness right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that happened. And then college, I, you know, I was only there for a year and I, I had a lot of stuff going on that wasn't college related was like, you know, it was, but it wasn't. And so I made one friend that year who I'm still friends with and we still talk and that's great. She actually also has, um, they thought she had fibro. It turns out she does not. She has some other stuff and she now has rheumatoid arthritis. So that's not great for her, but, um, she's, you know, she's making it, she's doing better than I am. So good for her. Um,
0: spoony jealousy is a real thing by the way there's no shame or guilt in it i can't tell you how many like other zebras i've talked to are like i'm still going to work every day and i'm like i'm so happy for you yeah, exactly. you're like oh i'm so glad that
1: you were misdiagnosed and i wasn't that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah i mean i always go with jealousy is the best thing in the world because it tells you what you want and what to work on but man that green monster is a real thing and crying like when you're you're like yeah that's great I'm so glad you found that one like there's a friend of mine who just had this um she got into a a trial and she just had a a, a thing for her pain and it really worked I am over the moon for her I cannot be happier for her and I'm so jealous and sad for myself I'm like but that's totally because she has a totally different disorder it it wouldn't work for me like I couldn't even like try to sign up for this and I'm like I want something like that (laughs) yeah
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was like high school, college years, you know, when they say you make your friends for life or whatever, I, yeah, I've got one <laughs> and we don't talk that much cause she doesn't live in the state anymore. So, you know, we talk occasionally, but anyway, um, and then I went through a period of like severe depression after the whole school thing, because you know, I was pretty sure I was worthless and terrible. Um, And it took a while to get out of that. And I wasn't making any friends at that point because I was a mess. Um,
0: Because nothing's better when you're a mess than isolation.
1: Exactly. But at the same time, who, when you're a mess like that, wants to go out and see people? No one. You're just like, no, I'm a mess. I don't want to do this. I just want to sit here in my room and read fanfic and watch tv that's oh, all I real quick what
0: my fan life. fiction what, what fandom are you in
1: oh i'm in a ton it's been a lot
0: uh, let's <laughs> i see. knew i liked you <laughs> um hello my fellow geek <laughs> hello uh
1: so star wars harry potter um sherlock uh i know right i mean benedict uh,
0: cover Match. i mean that's that works yeah. for me i've watched every episode like five or six times i mean when there's only nine of them it's easy
1: it's so easy and it they're all so great so
0: uh, i highly not- recommend on on those spoony i can't get out of bed days just go ahead and rewatch it all
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, And then, you know, like just random ones. I love Tom Hardy. So anything he's in, I'm always like, okay, is there fic on this? Because this one's really good and I want to read fic on it. Um, Yeah. So, and then uh, there's this, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a little webcomic called Check, Please. That is a hockey webcomic. And it's these two um, little adorable hockey players who are also gay and they fall in love and like it's great and it's it's totally nothing but fluff and it's the best because you're just like i need fluff right now and you just go and read check please and you're like oh happy fluff times i'm so happy
0: (laughs) i have been pushing the good witch for this very reason like all my friends are in the middle of like massive emotional distress and i'm like okay netflix the good witch it's put on by hallmark i swear to you it is the best it's fluff. happy fluff it's yeah. the happiest fluff ever i usually yeah. go to doctor who but that's been a little too much for me right now with the seriousness yeah. i am all in for miss fisher's murder mysteries and the good witch this is what i all need right. this is it i'm <laughs> putting
1: those down
0: right now i'll put him in the show notes um Perfect. the good witch and i will definitely put check please in um yeah, it's on
1: Tumblr, so it's uh, it's an awesome thing. Um, but I got into that from Hockey Fandom because I'm a huge hockey fan, so that kind of got into there from there. <laughs> see, my kids are
0: trying to keep me away from Tumblr, and I'm not sure if it's because they think it's not cool or because they're on it and they don't want me to see what they're doing on it.
1: You know, Tumblr is a beautiful place. Yeah? There's a lot of crazy things on there.
0: <laughs> I love crazy. I'm good with it's it. It's great. I mean, uh, every know, other, I like... Tumblr. Every other social media thing I've had has just imploded in the last two years of like, okay, I get it. I'm terrified too. Believe me. I listen to this podcast. You will know how upset I am over the last two years. I'm not good. Exactly. But I need happy too. And like, so now I've got like Instagram and Bored Panda. And those are my two places that the, the ick has not quite seeped into yet.
1: Yeah. Tumblr every now and again will have some ick, but it's mostly just happy happy things then um, may
0: I recommend board panda as well that is I one of my sh- favorite I cannot tell you how many times I've gone in to get my bones relocated and to like calm myself down I go into board panda and I'm like oh look it's a whole thing on sloths. look oh, this great. is great go ahead and relocate exactly. my kneecap I am looking at baby slots. yeah funny. exactly <laughs> oh look this person turned bottle caps into the Mona Lisa Yeah. Okay, So we have managed to get to almost an hour and I don't want it oh to be gosh. because I'm having way too much fun, but in interest of keeping this to an hour, I'm going sure. to say, let's wrap it with, is there anything that you wanted to hit on or is there anything you would like to promote? Anything that you, you wanted to like definitely yell about? And we've got target. We are, we have target in our targets. Yeah. on oh, target. like, hey, see yeah.
1: Um, no, I mean, you know, I don't remember what I put on <laughs>
0: Well, they, that that's gets uh, that gets posted in show notes, so Perfect. you'll be able to see that. Um, if you don't have anything, I I would say that I think I can go back to schools, teachers, and administration. If you're in yep. any of those aspects, and um, teenagers are not liars by birth, like just assuming the worst about any human is not the way to go forward in this world. And especially not with kids, if they are hurting or are sad, even if you suspect that it's not the most honest thing in the world, they're not doing it because they're happy. So, Let's move forward with more compassion and care, especially for our teenagers, children, and young adults. And start looking around your school and, hey, here's a thought. If you have a school, rent a wheelchair for a day. See what it's like for your disabled students if you can get around the campus. I swear to you, you do not understand if your space, a business owner, same for you. You don't know if your space is wheelchair accessible unless you've tried to get through it in a wheelchair during the actual day. Not with mm-hmm. no kids. They they told us that we could get to our classes in our halls. And like, yeah, when did when did they try the, Oh, the, the administration tried it. They got there just no problem. Like, uh-huh, when? When did they do this? Was it with students When they're running kind of around? Because, yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So that's, if you didn't have anything to end on, I'm going to put that out there because I'd love yeah. to see people be a little more kind and gentle with each other.
1: No, totally. I think that's a huge issue just in general, in our
0: entire like society in, at large.
1: Right. Today. Doesn't it just work enough with everywhere? Each
0: other. Yeah. And so that's our that's our closing line is be kind, be gentle. And I, swore, I said I wouldn't swear during the podcast. We're now past the podcast. This is part of our tagline. And if we hurt, mm-hmm. we get to swear. Be kind, be gentle, be a badass. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And next week, please everyone tune in. We've got some crazy cool panels coming up. If you want to be especially nice and kind to us, hit subscribe. We love that. If you want to be really nice to us, iTunes is still the best place to go to write a nice review. And if you just absolutely love and adore us, share us with your support groups, with your friends and family, with anyone you'd like to understand these disorders or just general life with chronic illness better. If you truly absolutely adore us and you understand how expensive it is to be sick in America, we have a Patreon account I just put live. Please go there please support us. And um, even if you can't, at least uh, in the comments, message me on what kind of things, rewards I should be putting up there. I don't know. What do y'all want? Um, And anything from this episode that you think of that could be supportive or helpful, please feel free to comment or retweet with comments. And thank you so much. We'll see you all next week.